Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 150. And my very special guest on today's show is Ollie Baxter. He is the front man from the band Broadside. They're about to release their brand new album, Into the Raging Sea. It is out on July the 24th via Sharp Tone Records. And I please go check it out. Um, you can listen to the title track right now, along with another one called Foolish Believer. Um, both fantastic tracks. But um, their album, I've actually been privy to a copy, and it is fantastic. It's kind of like I was a bit hesitant at the start because it was kind of described as pop punk, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, we sort of talk about it in the interview, but it's kind of like a post-pop punk um, kind of uh, pop rock, if you will, um, sort of sound going on in it. But um, it's absolutely fantastic. The lyrics, the 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 music, everything love it uh and it was an absolute pleasure to speak to ollie as well um i just want to give a big shout out to everyone that's been listening to the show again i know i do this pretty much every episode but i think it's important to say thank you to new listeners especially ones that were here for one episode and they've kind of got the second one and 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 they're here so i want to thank you i want to thank the guests from last week i want to thank bpmd mark and uh bobby um that was an absolute fantastically fun um conversation i had with you guys um we also had primal fear with ralph um now again, that was great. I love that, and I'm a new fan. I've been listening to that album still. Fantastic. And Mushroom Head, uh, Skinny from the band. And um, that was brilliant because I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. Um, and that was a great chat. And then on Friday, we had Rob Swift and his partner, Dilly. Um, that was probably one of the most, one of my favorite uh, podcasts I've done. Uh, it's definitely up there. And um, I just want to give a shout out to everyone last week uh, for joining me on this show and all the people that listen. Thank you. Um, absolutely loving it. Uh, this week, we've got plenty coming up as well. Got one for every day. After that, it's a bit sketchy. I say sketchy. It's a bit thin on the ground. Um, but by the end of this week, I would have done um, or would have broadcast 50 podcasts during this lockdown, which is <sighs> totally blew my mind when I counted it. But it started way back in March with the first one of the sort of lockdown time uh, with Don Jameson. Uh, comedian from the states um and it's going to end well it's not going to end it's going to come up i've got um where are we now 150 so i've got 154 155 um yeah i've got the next sort of five six episodes recorded so we're definitely going to hit that mark and um yeah i just want to give a shout out to everyone it's been absolute pleasure um i'm going to reiterate this during the week because um we're sort of getting back to having to go back into the into the workplace and all that kind of stuff um commerce needs to reopen and i need to go back to work um and the schools are kind of opening and stuff like that uh not going to lie i am incredibly anxious about it um because i don't know what's right what's wrong i don't know what um what to expect i know the company that i work for have got some good measures in in place to protect the staff members um so you know we'll see i mean i'll comment on it i can't really say where i work who i work for but you know i'll try and bring that into it um just in case anyone's struggling or anyone's having the same fears or or anxiety that i am um packed with a with a potential well so it's not potential medical issue it is a medical issue that i have and it's just kind of you know when you've got to support a family and you've got to be away from them to go work and stuff like that it really does it's playing on my mind i'm not gonna sugarcoat it on anything like that but you know as we sort of encounter this this new era that we are going into um 
please share with me any kind of thoughts or anything like that you guys have on it because um, I really want to I really want to know I really want to connect um, because uh, mental health is a big thing uh, for me um, it seems to be the main highlight of the next sort of two podcasts as well we do sort of touch on, on on mental health we do talk about it and sort of general sort of like anxiety and and all that kind of stuff coping mechanisms and whatnot that that we kind of thought we had and didn't and and in well i thought i had and it really wasn't <laughs> as i sort of found out over time um but yeah um please reach out if you guys are having a having a moment um you know, maybe we could enjoy a virtual coffee together, um, or something like that. If you want to, you know, talk about it or whatever, because I've got this facility set up here. I don't, you know, we're not going to podcast it unless you want to, <laughs> but I just want to give everyone a big thanks, uh, for helping me get through it. And, um, I hope I played my part in getting some of you guys through it. Uh, but like I said, this isn't the final one. This is just a, uh, an, uh, another one this week really and then after that we'll go back to kind of a a more spaced out um kind of like release schedule uh i think on that front as and when i can get interviews in because obviously as things are opening up again a lot of these musicians are sort of going to get out of the house a bit more um they're probably not going to want to be stuck in the house all day doing interviews and things like that but obviously some of them We'll have albums out and things like that. But um, later on this week, I'm going to go through a couple of... I'm going to recap a couple of the episodes and, um, you know, show my thanks and gratitude to everyone on that front. Um, I don't want to cheapen this or anything, but if you do want to join me for a virtual coffee or anything, I have signed up for a website where you can buy me a coffee. Um, it's called Kofi. Uh, it's ko dash fi for dot com forward slash dj force x that's f-o-r-c-e-x um you don't have to i just signed up for it because i heard it on another website and um it seemed like a bit of fun really but you can literally you can throw a couple of quid and buy me a coffee um (laughs) which is great you know because i love coffee um it is my morning drink of choice um and uh yeah um i take it black and uh yeah that's that's kind of like it or you know a a good flat white um or an espresso if i'm feeling like i need an instant kick Um, (laughs) but like i said i don't want to cheapen you don't have to do that it's just a bit of a laugh but i just want to like say thanks everyone um it's been awesome and uh yeah coming up right now um I've totally skipped off this back i've got ollie baxter he is the front man from broadside they've got a new album out please go listen to it let me know what you think but in the meantime we have this interview so enjoy I'd like to welcome to my show, I have Ollie Baxter, he is the front man from US band Broadside. Welcome, Ollie. What's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Very well. Very well. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. So, um, yeah, like I said, we're, we're here to sort of, uh, well, we are definitely here to speak about your band's new album that's coming out. <laughs> um, Perfect. Called Into the Raging Sea. Uh, you've just released the, the title single, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, from the album as well. Uh, that's what kind of... Um, that's how I discovered you guys to be, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. Oh, that's awesome. I hadn't heard you guys before. 
I feel like I should have, but I haven't. Um, so um, I was quite interested to actually get to speak to you because I really enjoyed the single. And then um, obviously I got sent, um, I got Foolish Believer as well. Okay. which is the other single you got you guys sent out um yeah yeah but i've actually been quite fortunate to, to listen to a copy of the album as well um oh awesome very cool and uh, do you hate it n- no it trash no i actually i like it i like it <laughs> in 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 like i wouldn't be speaking to you otherwise <laughs> that yeah way. that's valid so yeah. um yeah because i've like i only I only generally speak to bands or music like music that i really dig and and i i've got quite a wide kind of like taste in music so there's obviously quite a few bands i listen to and like so but no i really like you guys i mean it's, it's a bit different from what i normally listen to it's kind of got that um sort of like pop punky vibe to it um of course, but it's yeah. not it's not straight up pop punk for any sort of like um if that makes sense um i was trying to sort of describe your sound um, yeah we uh we tried to kind of evolve it past uh i mean initially with the inertia of the band we were kind of in this like pop punk wave yeah and then with our second album it was kind of like it just felt organic so we just kind of put out the album but truth be told i mean i'm not ashamed of any of our songs but there are bits of me that are obviously more aggressive you can hear it in the tone of my voice mm-hmm. and obviously if you reference the first record there's some of that you know un that a caged beast so with this with this third album we just kind of wanted to go put it all out there so we we've, we're trying to be more of like a more pop rock band now yeah. like a general pop rock as a as opposed to like a niche little uh genre if yeah that make, i know every band says that but that's really where where we are <laughs> no that's real. i mean that's why i kind of like because it kind of had that um more aggressive sound to it than like when, right, I, when yeah. I when i when i saw like genre thing come up on on the sort of send out it said pop punk so i had instantly had in my mindset three chords pop punk, skate punk kind of sound and i was pleasantly <laughs> surprised by it it had like like you sort of were going for had that more rock vibe to it so it's kind of i guess post pop punk I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Um, but no, that's why it really resonated, because it kind of had that element to it, but it showed that you wanted you, you had other other strings in your bow, if you will. So it kind of... Um, yeah. Um, no, it's really cool. I really enjoyed the album. Um, in fact, I was listening to it not half an hour ago, so... I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you. No, that's really cool. So yeah. what, what can you, like... Because obviously like you said you, you guys have you've released a couple of albums already and we've kind of already touched on a few of the sort of changes that you might have made to it but what what can yeah. um what can the fans really like long-term fans really expect from this album i feel like with this album the way that we wrote it it was you know genuinely the most organic way that we in modern society could write an album um the first two we recorded out in la where i lived at the time mm. and it was like uh all right, let's just try to work with huge producers and this and that, and which is awesome. You know, if one, you can afford it, and two, yeah. if it can make sense long-term. But with this album, we've gone through so many changes, a couple of band members change, and just me I'm growing, you know, I'm in my 30s now, so it's like, oh, shit, I want to, you know, I want to be understanding of where I am in my life and everything yeah. about that. So it was written in an organic sense of I'd never written a record with the current band members. We went out to the middle of nowhere, wrote an album. Um, we wrote half of it over in my apartment during the winter, like literally stuck inside my house. And it was one of those situations where it's like, that's kind of how people imagine that a record is written, but oftentimes it's not, it's more like everybody's opinions in it. Then you get producers and you get the manager, but this was just like a, Hey, I'm not sure the the fate of the band after this or you know, if what what it even means to be in a band that's like not, you know, 
heavily marketable, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. we were like, let's just put everything we can into writing good songs. So the practicality of the album is, you know, the structure, it feels familiar. It's, it's easy to digest. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, huge bridge, sometimes just bridge outro. So it's a simple formula, but I wanted to approach it like anybody on the surface level can listen to it and be like, cool, I either like this band or um, am I allowed to have a foul mouth on this? Or Yes, you are, yes. Okay, cool. Or or they don't fuck with my band at all, right? So yeah. they're going to be like, no, nah, I don't like that sound. It's trash. Or they're going to be like, yeah, it's good. But if you're an artsy weirdo like myself, you could dive in there and dive into the uh, the nitty gritty within the um, the confines of the lyrics. I would say because I do like to write about real shit and promote perseverance. That's kind of my whole yeah. thing. I love the overcoming of being confined by being a human being at times. So that's kind of like my whole struggle. But with the, for the sake of the band, we just wanted to write a digestible album, and I think that we kind of accomplished that with some fun little moments along along the way so that's that's really cool so i mean with this one was um did you work with any particular producers or was it all kind of like say you wrote it in your apartment but the recording process of it did you have a producer? of course yeah yeah so we went with uh seth henderson um he's done a few of our bands or a few of our friends bands albums like it's been called real friends knuckle puck like he's got this this kind of you know energy and, and why we went with him is because We'd been talking for a year previous to that. A lot of people were biting at buying our third record, but Seth was just super kind, and he's a dad, and I guess I have daddy issues, and I was attracted to that, but <laughs> I was just like something about him being just like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of your band, and I would love to work with you and and genuinely mean that, especially in, in a time where, I mean, people will fucking, you know chew off your tongue so you'll yeah. never speak again and then tell you that they're your favorite so it's just the way it is and i can accept that but what's nice about seth is that it felt like he was like hey this is awesome let's record it and so i'd say about 80 percent of what you're hearing on the record is 80 percent of our ideas yeah. whereas in some scenarios bands go in there and the producer or whoever comes along or someone really cool comes along and they're like hey you should change this and they're like yeah, absolutely. And then that person's like, I want 50%. <laughs> but this is pretty, yeah, it's, it's all organic. And, and even the stuff that we've created with Seth, it was like, it just felt really good to be like with somebody that felt like they wanted to create something as yeah. opposed to wanting to exploit or just, just doing my job, you know? Yeah. Getting, so, getting the points. Yeah. You will. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, with, I mean, I'm always interested to hear like various bands experiences with various producers and that's quite cool. Yeah. That you kind of had that kind of almost organic kind of working relationship with them where, you know, obviously it was your overriding kind of, um, artistic vision of your music. Like you said, 80% of the record is, is you would say you guys, um, but you were sort of willing to sort of like, obviously have his input as well, which is, um, of course. Yeah. Because he understands like, moments in in songs so that was really cool my favorite thing working with him is that you could tell that he's kind of like a tame guy you know like just a nice a nice guy you know a man's (laughs) man if you will but then you get my crazy ass in there and i just there were so many times when our dynamic i could just feel the rest of my band being like ollie dude he does not get your like (laughs) intensity and i'm just like (laughs) yeah, man, let's turn this shit up on level 13 and get this shit crazy, like, you know? And then he, I would do stuff with my vocals, and he would be like, that that was, uh, and I was expecting him to say things like, I don't understand it, but he was instead like, yo, that was insane. I've never heard anything like that. Let's do it again. So he trusted a lot of the weird shit that I wanted to put in, which is honestly, like, 
from eight-year-old version of me to now, it's like there's this kid that's like performing in my living room. I'm like, hey, mom, love me. Aren't I funny? And it <laughs> kind of felt like that in the yeah. studio as well. Like, look at this cool thing I can do. And they were like, fuck it. Go ahead and let's entertain it. That's, that's really, I mean, that's really good. A, a producer that works with yeah. moments, that's a rarity. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, you found, you found someone good to, that can actually like, like harvest that, that kind of like, um, you know, moment. I get there's no other word for it. But exactly, you know, yeah. there's only a few, like I say, only a few sort of producers that have kind of had those moments that I can recollect in my own head. Like, I think it was um, Butch Vig with, with uh, Kurt Cobain, like when he was laying on the couch playing rather yeah. than being in the studio. He kind of like just mic'd him up there and then, and it was just that moment. Um, and just like, like like bits like that. Yeah, I love and, stuff uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's and like if you've got that kind of like, if you've got someone with that kind of like, um, vision i guess is the word and 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 patience at the same time that's great and and i mean you guys have made a really good record i mean i i wouldn't like you know discount any of those tracks not being on some kind of like teen rom-com or something like that or some team like right like, of you, course you're, yeah like, putting them on into like that sort of like the publishing side of things um they fit perfectly into that kind of like area of 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 um you know film and whatnot but also you've got the sort of more up-tempo tracks that you know, just I mean, it's a it's a solid album. There's not much, I couldn't really sort of, you know, there was no filler, if you will. Like from I love that from what, yeah, from that, what that, I was listening. That was to. important to me was to not have because in other songs or other albums we'd be down to the deadline or out of budget, so we'd be like, shit, man, let's just let's just bang out a song really quick. But with yeah. this, it's like we we went in with like 17 songs and we narrowed them down, which is super awesome. That's pretty cool. And then. uh yeah, to relish back in that the situation of moments, it was just, there were so many weird things I wanted to try, and he just let me do it. For instance, in the new single, it was in the the Raging Seed. There's a part where you know, I say, "I'll cut my words in pieces if it's what'll help you sleep," and I recorded the line, um, "I'm drowning, I'm drowning, and not happy." Um, and then we, I wanted him to cut it up, slice it up to where it says, "I'm happy and not drowning." So it's like just shit like that yeah. you know so it's like he's like why you could just say the line but i'm like no it'd be awesome if we can treat it like arts and crafts and he was very kind and not being like dude shut the hell up like let's <laughs> just listen to me let's just do it the basic way yes yeah. you know or if i'm like yeah i want to sing this lyric from the room next door so it sounds like i'm two doors away and he he could be like i could just put an effect on it but instead he was kind of like he was like a dad, you know, just like, go ahead, kids, go play. Yeah. Yeah. Using that kind of like that, that, that power of like imagination, if you will, that, yeah. that you, you lose going into adulthood, um, purely That's, because you of do. You really practicality do. and whatnot. But I mean, <laughs> right. obviously with, with like, you know, modern technology and stuff as well, like cutting up the lyrics, that isn't so much of a, a sort of a pain in the ass as it used to be. Like, yeah, um, that's true too. You know, I mean, I, I, when I was younger, I was taught sound recording on, on reel to reel. So mm, I was taught how to, gnarly. I was like taught how to splice and edit with a razor blade and a piece of tape and just cutting it up and then taking out the bits you don't want and putting bits in and, and all that kind of crap. And it was just like, you know, now you can just literally, I can go onto my, my thing here and just mess with the words around and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, and that's just fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I, that's absolutely, you know, that's brilliant. Cause you can do that. You just go, look, can we just change it around? Cause it's your artistic vision. You obviously you're putting something out for, people to listen to but you're also putting out your art so you want right. to you want to you want to put your touches on it whether they're kind of noticed or not or if it's you know um if it's just something but it's something that you've put in there it's like a 
when an artist paints um you know something and and they want to put these little touches in that you don't always realize are there until, unless you take oh, a no, absolutely. look and that, that's what it's exactly that's what i mean this is what this feels like to me anyway and i'm assuming it's kind of around the sort of same you're feeling with it as well Absolutely. I mean, you just got to you got to protect it. I mean, in, in a day where we do consume and, and drink down information so so rapidly and nobody's fault except for maybe you can point a few fingers, Steve Jobs, et cetera. Rest in peace. Um, you know, it's just kind of like it's just the way it is. So, you know, you really have to protect your art and your creativity in the sense of it's not even about being like, I'm an artist anymore as much as it is like, no, I took the time and I put this in there and, and um uh, and that mean the journey meant something to me. Yeah. So you do have to protect that, you know. Yeah, and that's what you remember at the end. Like when when you come exactly. to being a musician at the end of the day, that's what you remember about that record. That you did this bit, you did this, you did this, and it's not, you know, as as much as I mean, I'm being a musician myself or a former musician. I should say I haven't released anything in years, but I like I'd make something for me, but also, you know, and for the and for obviously people to kind of consume, if you will. Um, yeah but down at the end of the day i had creative control over what i did you mm. know and it sounds like you have that as well which is great exactly you know go, it is good yeah you know I don't, I don't know what your guy's background is generally i know you've got a couple of albums out so i don't know how it differs from those processes for those ones um but would you like to sort of like you know give a sort of rough idea of like what it was like compared to you know yeah for sure previous um, albums, if you will when you know so we were previously signed to victory records and they recently got bought out and we were let go as free agents and by the grace of the universe um in the middle of recording they were they were just kind of like the 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 conglomerate that bought our old label was like hey we're just gonna quit claim your record back to you you can do what you want with it and then you know i'm sitting there eight and a half years into touring you know i'm 31 years old and i'm like this is, I've put, you know, when you just put everything in one basket and you're yeah. sitting there and I'm like, I've chased my dreams. I've lost relationships. I've lost friendships. I've lost so many opportunities. <laughs> Skip paying rent a couple of months, like <laughs> all chasing this dream. And everything I always said was, this is my dream. I'm not going to fucking back out now. That's not something that I believe in. Uh, not even in a, like a douchey way, just in the sense of like, look, man, this, this is all I have. And, and, and again, I have to protect it. And there's got to be a reason why little little celebrations keep happening. Like we played Warp Tour twice in a year. We did Slam Dunk. We did all this stuff. So I'm like, these opportunities keep coming because there must be there. We just haven't been, quote unquote, discovered yet or found out. And so this was another one of those opportunities where it was like, you can take this record and bury it in the ground or you can pick it back up and try to remarket yourself and put out new music and, and uh, just, just keep rolling. And granted, you know, our first album only came out five years ago. Yeah. So, but it just feels like so fast in the way that things happen for, you know, cool bands or, you know, other bands, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's such a fucking struggle for me because it's like, man, like, I don't, I don't want to believe, I don't want to believe that if I didn't put my foot down, that I would be trampled over. I don't want to believe that, that if I if I just turned away, you know, that that five more feet would have been that opportunity. And it's such a fucking blinding dream to just be like, I accept the criticism. I accept what people think about me. I accept that way they want to tear my art apart or swallow it down. However, it's such an aggressive word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, to consume it, and and it's such a vulnerability 
to at the end of the day just be like yeah, hopefully this works out for me. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step back and looking out at the big dream, the dream that everybody has with a beautiful family and, and, and kids and money, you know, yeah. <laughs> all these things. And as of right now, it's like all I'm holding on to is a fucking dream that feels like sand slipping through my fingertips. So as much as I love creating and making music and as much as I want to stand behind the sentence, it's all for me and just for me. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks or what, what success looks, but to everybody through individual eyes success it means something completely different and i have a very clear goal and always have of what it means to me and i'm not there yet and it makes me sick and it keeps me up at night and it has me so terrified to think that i spent all this time chasing the wrong light mm. that's a terrifying thing yeah but it's all i have so i mean i just keep letting it lead me forward whether that means leading me forward blindly or not i won't know until i get there but yeah as it does feel good to at least be creating along the way yeah you know? i was gonna say i mean it, it, that's that's the important thing you are creating even though like, yeah you know you, you might feel that you know that this this dream that you are chasing is is an impossible dream or if it's sort of like you say it's like sand through you through your fingers it's, yeah it's it's one of those things you'll know when the time is up on it like at the moment yeah. you, don't, you don't feel i can i can tell from your words you don't feel that way you, you don't feel no. that, that time is not up you, i mean i know you say you're 31 but that's still quite young um yeah. you know and and that you've got plenty of time and and right now i mean it's a it's it's one I, I mean i can't i don't know what it's like to release an album in this sort of situation either um because obviously, you know, with the world on hold, it's kind of, of course, like, <laughs> yeah. um, everyone's kind of learning as they go. Um, but the big it, vacation, let's call it. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of the, the vacation twenty twenty, um, <laughs> and it's, it's it's been good. You know, things are sort of easing up now. Apparently, um, but yeah, I can go back true. to work in like three weeks. Apparently, so um, I'm like, okay, if that's what's going to happen um <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see. see we'll see how it goes yeah um but it's it's just sort of like i mean how is that i mean obviously you've got quite a lot of passion behind what you do but having this kind of like the pandemic over it in as much as like preventing you guys from like physically going out and promoting this how has that kind of been generally or or is, have you only just really kicked off this cycle no so it's funny because we had a um we had a full europe and um run like it was, it was starting at one end and then going to the other like we were supposed to hit so many different markets that we've never been to like yeah. italy and everything before so that was obviously canceled and now or not canceled but <laughs> rescheduled yes and then it was meant to be in august and september and now that i've seen that slam dunk over there has been canceled in september has, yeah. i can't help but wonder if this is going to be pushed again which is fine you know safety over everything but the whole idea was okay we're going to release a single on day 1 of us playing in europe then on the way back we're going to drop single 2 which would be obviously yeah. a couple days ago whatever and then come july we'd have the album out and it'd be like oh yeah everything's perfect and then it was like, okay, reschedule that. Now it was supposed to be, okay, we'll put the, <laughs> the album out on, on the day of you know release and then blah, blah. So it, it's interesting, man, because people are at home, right? So they're like, okay, I have time to listen to the song. Hey, you know what? I might treat myself and listen to the song again. Yeah. So like the numbers have been like doing 
really well. I think we're at like 260,000 streams on a song that's one month old. So that's pretty sick. Yeah. In the, in the world of streaming, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it boosts my ego a little bit, but, but at the same time, it's so strange to, to not be like, Hey guys, you want to hear? And it's, it's weird that the next time I play a show, I'll probably have a whole album out of songs that we have never played live. Mm. And that is super strange to think. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's a total. I mean, I've I've been quite fortunate that most of you guys are at home, so I've been interviewing bands from all over the world, and it's so cool. And it's it's just sort of like getting the different like perspective on it and everything is is quite, I think, quite important for my for my standpoint anyway. I like I I want to know, but it's just sort of you know, I mean, some bands that I've spoken to ended up postponing their albums. Yeah, I've heard of postponing them and then all that sort of thing. And we were just like, you know what, we've waited long enough and yeah. let's just get this thing out there and, 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 and get it rolling, you know. Yeah, I've but, been I've been an advocate from the start. This is a perfect time to release something. I mean, yes, you yeah. can't tour, um, but social media is such a strong like tool these days. You can use that to, you know, pretty much of do course, most yeah. things. But it's just sort of like... Like you, like you said, there's people at home that are listening to music. Like, they're treating themselves to an extra listen, if you will. Exactly. And, they're and like, oh, I got I got to work out to this or go on a walk or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. And it's and that, that's what's great. That's what's got, I mean, from my point of view as well, I've been getting so much music sent to me. Uh, and take you guys, for instance. I, I mean, I, I listen to your stuff and, and I like it. You yes, know? And that's then, awesome. Yeah. It, it ends up on my playlist that I have on sort of daily around the house and all that kind of stuff when I'm doing stuff like school homeschooling my kids and all that kind of stuff at the moment um and 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 all this new music that like i mean i probably would have listened to but i couldn't guarantee that i'd get the full um experience that's a good point yeah you know like you wouldn't be too truly tuned into it 100 percent because of just general life stuff yeah Yeah. exactly i mean i I have a a radio show which this will go out on and and all that kind of stuff that that i do get to preview or you know put out music but only get a few select tracks on that the real problem I've had mm. recently is selecting the tracks for that because there's so many good ones. <laughs> but I, I also DJ uh, rock clubs here, so when they're back open, I, I'll have oh, a, I'll have an arsenal cool. of like new music. So it's it's kind of like you know, whereas before I'd be kind of well, there's always that time of night everyone's sort of drunk enough and they all want new metal and like general sort of like no, like big of course covers and stuff memories exactly exactly that regression <laughs> hour and uh, take me back yeah <laughs> um, yeah and we had baggy trousers and awesome. yeah right. um but yeah it's um you know and now i get to sort of we get to come out of this and i'm sort of like you know putting out songs to people saying listen to this listen to this listen to this like via the club pages so and that cool. kind of yeah. just getting time to do that so by the time we get back i'll have a, like i say an arsenal of new songs and hopefully like new dance danceable songs like that people will dance to um, yeah so obviously in a sort of club situation you want people to dance and you know not stare at you with their arms crossed <laughs> So, <laughs> worst thing a DJ can have happen to them. But um, <laughs> oh, hey, dude, worst thing that could have uh, an, any sort of audience saying that's like my—I have nightmares about it. Yeah, like we play in Texas, and there's just a bunch of yeehaw men out there that are like, "What band is this?" And I'm like, "Hey, man, just buy a T-shirt, please. <laughs> I, need to eat. I need to eat, please." <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. No, I mean that's. I mean, I I lived over in the states for a bit as well, so I've I've had a sort of like taste of that culture. Um, I lived over in Florida, so it wasn't quite. Oh, but, um, okay. You know, I uh, I you know, I know what the gigs are like there, the smaller gigs and stuff, and and I've been yeah. to a couple of country bars and stuff, and it you know, 
I know what you mean. What part of Florida were you? Uh, I was in Tampa. Oh, okay. So just well, yeah, what brought you there? Uh, my my wife basically got offered a, a transfer through the place she works. Oh, okay. And we kind of just jumped at it. It sort of like came at a point where I wasn't really attached to any work. My kids weren't at school yet, so we were like, we'll either do it now or wait till they go to university. And we just did it. We were there for about five years. So oh, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. You know, and it, it was it was good. I mean, I I started my sort of like radio show there out of like sheer boredom. Um, <laughs> thankfully, a radio station picked it up in the UK. Um, and Dude, that's uh, so awesome. You know, and and just went from there. Really, I still work for the same company I started working for over there, and everything. So you know, they transferred me over, and it was all good. So it was all you know, all good. But I I, I missed the weather. <laughs> I was gonna say it's funny because you know every time I go over to Europe uh, the UK specifically I'm always such a romantic loser over there and I try to just be like oh my god this is so incredible and then you know you talk to the kids and they're like it's shit <laughs> it's shit and I'm like oh I mean yeah I guess it's shit <laughs> well, it's, I mean yeah because you kind of like I I had that kind of attitude for a little bit and then when I went away and came back again I really appreciate the stuff now because like obviously coming from over from the state like especially like tampa area and you got orlando down the road everything everywhere is just so commercialized so you got, i mean absolutely and that's just, my that right exactly yeah and you just can't you can't get away from glaring adverts for various things that at the end of the day are just consumable products but you know consumable bits and bobs you know McDonald's exactly and, you're yeah, just probably. constantly being marketed to in, in whatever sense so yeah. uh, my whole idea is like you know going to these cafes and and then people don't give a shit about you they won't look at you they're they're nice enough to just kind of let you be yeah. they're, they're doing their own thing and that's like my dream come true so over there i was like man everybody's so nice and you sound intelligent straight up <laughs> <laughs> we try to <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's all good. But I mean, hopefully, once this passes over and you guys get your European dates back, I'll I'll be coming to see you guys. So, That'd be nice, man. Yeah. Um, on that front, because I, I really I like this is one thing I've also kind of promised myself is to get out to more gigs and stuff after this thing's over. Not that I wasn't going to them before, but I've like it's one of those things where when you can't do something, and it's one of the things that we had a bunch of tickets for various shows coming up and they've all been refunded. So, Oof, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, Oh, well that's our night's out gun. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, I mean, obviously everyone's suffering. That's a kind of a first world problem, but it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I'm going to go to a lot more gigs after this. You know, I, I need to, I need to get out and, you know, and see some of these bands that I'm chatting to and everything. Cause I didn't get out enough before, so I'm going to get out a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, man, just let me know. I'll be happy to throw you on the guest list. Oh, cool. We can talk shit. Yeah, no. We can talk sounds... shit about Tampa. Yeah, we can. We can, very much so. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, I've got a couple of questions left for you, man, and I can let you get on with the rest of your day if that's all right. Yeah, no worries. Um, of course. Uh, these are sort of like centered around yourself um, rather than the band as a whole. Um, okay. What I want to know are your sort of – Best way of promoting uh, three most influential albums. So the ones that the album that sort of like you heard and it made you want to pick up a microphone and sing. Um, so like the first time you heard something, what 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 three albums would you really kind of like pinpoint as those influential ones? All right, they're a bit strange, but um, 
Let's see. Specifically, um, I was really into the band Thursday when I found them out. Um, Full cool. Collapse. I'm a big fan of that album. I just I appreciate that it's not perfect. I really appreciate the imagery, um, and, and I just think like his delivery was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge album. right, like one of the greatest albums ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, let's see, I'm a big Joy Division fan. Oh. So like, uh, I, I, you know, of course, romanticize Ian Curtis, but I, I just I love what Peter Hook did to the songs. I think I think they're so cool, and they were another one of those bands that did really dope, interesting things. Like, oh, we want to match this drum tone, so let's go on the roof and record the drums there, so they have that light and airy sound. I just think stuff like that is really cool. Um, of course, I love artists with an inner struggle which is most artists but i i like the fact that there was no method to ian curtis he was just kind of like uh write what i'm feeling and i think especially given history and where he's from and and just understanding how things were at that time i mean it, it wasn't cool to be miserable it was just that he was in a sense kind of glossing over misery almost like shakespeare or something like that and i really appreciate that sort of thing um so bands like that, and then of course my favorite band of all time is The Cure. Ah, yes. And um, just Robert Smith is is the first time I ever really heard a metaphor. Um, there were teachers in front of me trying to teach me what it was my entire life, and I didn't understand it until I heard things like Chain of Flowers and all these really cool things, the songs about girls that Robert Smith would write about. And I just thought, holy shit, like yeah. it's so sick that this guy looks absolutely insane, and um has a voice like that and then just like the first time i ever heard um like the guitar tone of the cure it was the first time i ever heard a hollow body guitar yeah. and just like what that could do with pedals and i just thought it was so ethereal and dreamlike and i was like this is really really beautiful and then of course later i got into um some heavier stuff i got into like hardcore and, yeah. and punk rock and stuff like that so i really liked the more aggression side later on i like i liked the idea that you could be aggressive without being like a corny about it like as as cool as early heavy metal was at the same time it was it was corny you know it was a a show it was an act which is fine there's nothing wrong with it but then you know so so that's why i reference those three bands as far as being a lyricist and just what it means to be a front man because i just thought that they are really i don't know they, they all weave together somehow yeah. in my head, but I really do like the uh, the idea of what they could do with words, even yeah. when they were just like not trying to be the greatest singers or even calling themselves poets or anything like that. It's like mm-hmm. the, they're not like Morrissey or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, thankfully. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, th- Thursday, a uh, huge band for me when I was younger. Um, like you say, with that kind of like they had a, a, a weird kind of like emotional aggression right yeah exactly like like obviously anger is an emotion but it had that i don't know it just it it, like you say not trying to be like you know the the perfect singer on it but right it felt like um full of emotion like the voice was just just like i mean screaming it's like on the edge of your edge of your seat it's like moshing in your seat it's crazy yeah the only thing (laughs) i like like kind of like on the more aggressive scale would have been glass jaw they're another band oh yeah of of course yeah all you need to know about um the first album uh, silence mm-hmm. and um yeah just the sort of pure aggression on that and it was like it wasn't he wasn't like trying to be the best lyricist in the world with the sort of like words he was using or even the structure but it like it was so relatable because it was just like 
how I would probably feel in that situation. You know, being incredibly angry or confused or whatever in that thing. Joy Division, Joy Division, uh, yeah, being from this country, you, you kind of like, you, you know all about them. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, that and The Cure. The Cure are one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and yeah, oh, man, that's, that's so great. He's uh, a fantastic front man. Yeah, just just unreal. I saw this the Curiosa tour when it came here years ago. I believe it was like uh, maybe 2006, and it was basically the Cure, and they it was like this outdoor stadium, but they got to choose every band that played on that tour. Wow. So two some of the bands, you remember that band Muse? They're yeah. like massive now. So it was like their third, maybe fourth show, and they play on this tiny. I mean, beginner stage outside, and it was incredible. They had Thursday, they had Off Demar, and they had a band called Mogwai playing. Oh, Mogwai. And it was just, dude, it was yeah. the, like, I mean, I was like, I think maybe 14, 13. And I obviously went for The Cure, and I knew a couple of um, of uh, Mogwai songs, as much as you can know. And, and yes. now they're one, like, one of the greatest bands, you know, to me. Um but it was just so surreal because I was like, holy shit, Thursday, The Cure, like all these crazy, like, uh, it was just, it's such a rad, rad thing. So yeah. maybe that's why it sticks out to me, The Cure and Thursday and obviously Muse and yeah. all that stuff. But I yeah, mean, that's a hell sorry, of a I'm rambling. No, no, that's good. I mean, that's a hell of a lineup, to be fair. I mean, that that sort of lineup you wouldn't get here because they'd all be on their own bills. Like That's also, valid, like, yeah. Muse, obviously, now they're huge. Um, I remember when they of course, doing, like, yeah. sort of like the, the sort of small circuit and everything back in the day but mugwai um like absolutely mind-blowing like live and even on cd but i was just like when i saw them like perform i was just mesmerized i didn't even move for the, like the hour and a bit they were playing because <laughs> it was just that kind of like like kind of like just like sound projection um exactly i think it was the first time that i ever heard a band see i went back and saw them when i was a functioning adult mm. functioning quote unquote but you know <laughs> so i saw them in a club and I, I had that same experience where i sat for an hour and a half and watched them play and yeah. i was just like mesmerized it was probably the first band i ever heard minus like the strokes who i to me it sounded like the record it felt like somebody put a record on yeah and attached it to the speakers but with mogwai particularly it was just like yeah i mean it was one of those moments where i was like fuck music is really awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that pure atmosphere right it's just exactly. like, like you say you can get some bands that just go through they can play the album they can play it to the key and that's it but with mugway because you've got that kind of like post-rock kind of atmospheric kind of exactly music, whatever you want to class it as um and i I'd like i i totally love bands like that as well i mean it, like having like a few of them like on my show recently have been quite good you know, just having chats with these sort of post-rock kind of like, you know, and they all sort of cite Mugwai as their kind of like main, like so cool and stuff. So it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, I've got one more question left for you, man. Okay. Oh, there you go. Um, but what are your hobbies away from music? So I'm a massive dork. Um, I love reading a lot. I love uh, it's classic American literature, just classic literature in general. Yeah. I'm a big fan of poetry and a bigger fan of short stories. And so when I'm not reading, I'm writing. That's like my long-term goal. I want to publish a book of short stories. I've already published books of my poems, but, you know, they're just poems written by another guy in a band. So I don't even know if they're good at all. And I may never know. But ultimately, I want to publish 
short stories. That's what I want to do with my life. So I like reading, writing, and I've recently in the past couple of months, four months, got really into running. Okay. It turns out if you hate yourself just a little bit <laughs> or a lot, you can run really far. So like I'm, yeah. I'm doing well in that, in that atmosphere. Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. I mean, if you hate yourself enough, you can run further away from yourself. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Funny. Well, man, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate your time, Ollie. Um, good luck with the album and everything. Um, I hope it does really well for you guys. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you for your time as well and for uh, taking the time to, to chat with me and, and for even consider giving feedback about the record. I thank you for that, honestly. Thanks, oh, man. No worries, man. You have a fantastic rest of your day. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.